0: Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the 25th day of December. Welcome. Merry Christmas to you, to your family, all your loved ones. You made it. We're here. Happy birthday to Jesus, our Savior. Whether or not today he was actually born, we don't know. The likelihood of it, don't know. But This is a time that we commemorate his birth, that we honor his life and Advent. Like we've been building up for this. We've been celebrating Advent for four weeks now. And here we are, we, you've made it, we're here. So I hope you are having a great Christmas, whether you're listening to this in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, just pray that there's many blessings with you. The peace of the Lord would truly be with you that you will have so much joy and laughter and peace. If nothing else, may the peace of Jesus rest with you and be with you. And um, yeah, it's a sweet thing. As as I've been reflecting on Advent, I've been thinking about, you know, the, the heart, the purpose of Advent is the coming of Christ. And so to wait in that anticipation and, you know, we know that we celebrate Christmas on the 25th, but could you actually imagine being around Mary or even being Mary or being Joseph? And I know what it's like to be pregnant and waiting for your baby to come and being like, okay, this is kind of the expected time. Like they may have measured um, ETA days. That's what I call them instead of due dates. Um, they may have measured them differently than we do now, but, you know, could you imagine, hey, you know, like, this is the week, you know, probably, or this is the month, and we're not sure. But everyone's just excited and expected and waiting, and, you know, if you're Mary, you've had this probably inner dialogue going on of, like, okay, so he's not going to look like Joseph, or is he going to kind of look like Who is he going to look like? Will he just, will he look like me at all? Will he look like... God, well, I get to actually see characteristics of God through my child who, you know, they didn't have ultrasounds back then. So, you know, could this really be a boy? Or, you know, like, okay, his name is Jesus. Do we do a middle name? (laughs) I don't know if they did middle names. I, I don't think they did middle names back then. But just even just all of that, that expectation. I remember those feelings when my daughter was born and she was born, uh, 42 weeks on the dot. So uh, I was pregnant forever. And, uh, so just that expectation of, man, I don't, I don't know when, but I'm excited and I'm expectant and I'm ready. And you know, you're uncomfortable. Like the expectation isn't always, um, joyous. Sometimes it's uncomfortable and sometimes it has sleepless nights and there's tears and there's, I can't do this anymore. I'm ready for this to be over. You know that's kind of the process of life. That's kind of the process of th- things of life, and especially with pregnancy, I can definitely vouch for that. I've only done it once, but um, I just have been thinking about Mary, and you know, if if we were in the leading up to Advent, leading up to Christmas, sorry, and in Advent, just that expectation that she would have had, you know. She would have had the last days of being pregnant. She would have had the last few weeks of people asking, you feeling anything yet? Or you still pregnant, huh? You know, like all of those things. And yet she was so expectant for exactly what the angel had spoken to her. And so all this to say, I know that the second that your baby is born, you forget how long you've waited. You forget how uncomfortable everything is. You're so excited, you're so in love, you're so tired, you're so enamored and you're trying to process it all. So if you're feeling any of those things today, seems like you're right on track, (laughs) it is. This is the glorious mess of birth, but Jesus is born. He's Emmanuel, he's with us, we celebrate his life. Thank you God for giving us your son. Thank you Jesus for coming, thank you Mary. You know, I think we gotta give Mary a little bit of thanks too, you know, she did birth the son of God. Shout out to Joseph. You know, thank you, Joseph, for sticking with her. You know, wow, did not go down the way you thought it was going to, did it? Um, we're here, so Merry Christmas to you. Today, we actually will not be reading the Christmas story. We are in 2 Peter 1 through 3 and Jude 1. And this week, we will be in the new international version. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who, through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him, who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, Into mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you'll never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me, and I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. For we did not follow clearly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honour and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love, with whom him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were here with him on the sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as, a, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. for prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, through human, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. But there are also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Your condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, If he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, a righteous man who was dressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment this is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority bold and arrogant they are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings yet even angels although they are stronger and more powerful do not heap abuse on such beings when bringing judgment on them from the lord but these people blaspheme in matters they do not understand They are like unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed. And like animals, they too will perish. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. With eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They are experts in greed, an accursed brood, they have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Belim, son of Bezer, who loved the wages of wickedness. But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These people are springs without water and mists driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them, for they mouth empty boastful words, and by appealing the lustful desires of the flesh they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error they promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity or people are slaves to whatever has mastered them if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our lord and savior jesus christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, then to have it known, and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them the proverbs are true, a dog returns to its vomit, and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I've written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, Where is this coming he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being, and the earth was formed out of water, and by water. By these waters also the word of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, the heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures, to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Jude. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, to those who have been called, who are loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ, mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago, have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign and Lord. Though you already know all this, I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe and the angels who did not keep their positions of authority but abandoned their proper dwelling These he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. In the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority and heap abuse on celestial beings. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Yet these people slander whatever they do not understand, and the very things they do understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. Woe to them! They have taken the way of Cain, they have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. They have destroyed in Korah's rebellion. These people are blemishes at your love, beasts, eating with you without the slightest qualm, shepherds who feed only themselves. They are clouds without rain, blown along by the wind, autumn trees without fruit and uprooted, twice dead. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame, wandering stars for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about them see the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them of the ungodly acts they've committed in their ungodliness and of all the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against him these people are grumblers and fault finders they follow their own evil desires they boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, In the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others, show mercy, mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To Him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before His glorious presence without fault and with great joy, and to the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. I want to go all the way back to the beginning of Simon Peter's letter. And I just want to reread this because I think it's really good. So this is talking about confirming one's calling and election. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, into goodness, knowledge, into knowledge, self-control, into self-control, perseverance, into perseverance godliness, into godliness, mutual affection and and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. And this is so good. And this is why I wanted to go back to it because... I looked up, what does effort even mean? Like, what does that mean? I'm in this space of life where I'm just like, okay, if I'm going to say this or if I'm going to encourage someone to do it, I want to know what it really means. If I'm going to believe this, I want to know what it really means so that if someone's like asking for an example, I can actually explain what it is instead of just being like, oh, you know, just do do what it says. You know, go on. Don't ask any more questions. But actually to, to know what it means. And so by definition, effort is... The use of physical or mental energy to do something, exertion. And so if anything that we have in our our physical or mental energy to do something, based off Simon Peter's words, what he's saying is in every effort, or make every effort to add to your faith, goodness. And he goes down and he adds, he's saying to add more to it, add more to it. So anything that is physical or mental, he's saying make every effort, use all of those efforts to add to your faith, goodness. And he continues to go on goodness to knowledge, knowledge, to self-control, self-control to perseverance, perseverance to godliness, godliness, mutual affection, mutual affection for love. And I just feel like that's a great homework assignment to do because I, I don't know that that like would just come to my mind, you know? And so to read this, I'm like, this is great. Like this feels like great homework for me. And that, that's just what kind of works for my brain. I don't know if that works for you or not, but I like to just have these little things. That I'm like, okay, Lord, like show me what you want me to to improve on. How do, I, how do I become more like you? What are some things that need refined? What are some things that need sharpened? And what are some things that need to die? And so something like this and being given a practical step of it and everything that we do let us add to our faith goodness what does that look like ask the lord what would this look like to add to my faith goodness and then knowledge lord i i know that these things are gifts from you and i I want these to be gifts from you i want to receive these i want to look like you lord i want to hear your voice and um i think it's really powerful when we create space and we cut out the things that feel like distractions to us I know there's things in my life that I feel like are just kind of like go-tos and really loud and can just be that very thing, distractions. And the Lord's like, hey, I would like to talk with you about this. Like there's constants throughout my day, whether it's busyness or trying to get everything done in the house or it's like spending time on my phone and the Lord's like, hey, I want you to be present because you're missing what I'm doing in front of you or you're missing this Um, you know with Reagan this moment with Reagan or you know the house doesn't have to look perfect or you know you don't have to be three steps ahead of yourself you can enjoy this and yeah I would like to spend time with you you know and from that comes with adding on to my faith just like Simon Peter was saying that I thought was so good and so encouraging and so propelling. So Father I thank you for your word today and I thank you for the goodness that it brings and i thank you for simon's letters that encourage us and nudge us and lead us to goodness and that we would add to our faith all these things that he spoke of and god i thank you that you're not asking us to do them in our own strength or to do them on our own but if anything you are saying i will do this with you i'm in this with you and i'm for you and we're gonna do this together and so I pray, God, that one, we wouldn't be checked out of this year and be like, oh, it's Christmas, we're done, see you in New Year's, but that we would really just continue to press into what it is that you're speaking and what it is that you have for us and what you want to do together before this year closes out. And Lord, I also just pray that you'd be with your people today as we celebrate Jesus, your birth, you're coming into this world, you were humble and innocent arrival into this world and i pray that we would rejoice with great cheer and with great celebration for your life and all that it brings and the fact that we now have life and life more abundantly because of you and so i thank you for the gift of your life and it is in your name we pray amen that is all for today. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and that you are enjoying your day surrounded by all the people that you love. And if it's not able to do- look like that this year, then I pray that you feel surrounded and loved by Jesus and by your community, your family here at The Daily Audio Bible. That is all for today. I'm China. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow hi i'm just calling in to pray for i believe it was adrian from the december 19th recording my name is jenna calling in from saskatchewan canada father god i would just like to lift up adrian to you now lord lord i just lay all the worries that she has in your hands father lord i pray that you would protect them on their trip lord i pray that angels would surround the vehicle and just i pray that she would know that that you are with her you never leave or forsake us lord i pray that your hedge of protection would be around them during their travels next friday in jesus name amen
1: okay guys this is ashley from texas i just listened to the december 20th um A podcast where Jill spoke a whole word and it was about it's the first we talked about she talked about Peter and all I could think about was at the beginning of the year when I found myself pregnant out of wedlock essentially almost homeless uh at odds with the father of my child away from home away from family and friends totally alone feeling very worthless and I decided to give my life to Christ. And even in that, I was not suicidal, but I would have been okay with getting out of here. I was distraught. And in my mind, Peter must have been like that when he denied Christ and he hears the the, 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 the crow, the, the cock crow. I wonder if Israel ever felt like that, you know, like. It's hopeless. I'm hopeless. I'm worthless. All I do is hurt God over and over and over again. And what Jill said is, God still chose Israel as His chosen people, even though He knew what was going to happen. He still chose Peter, even though He knew what was going to happen. And He still chose me and you, even though He knew the sins that we were going to commit. And I do not know why this has struck a, a something within me. The word says we don't need to live in condemnation, and that is something I have to accept. And I just had to tell you guys, don't live in condemnation. God knew whatever it was you're going to do, and he still chose you. I'm praying for you, my Dabsy family. You guys have been a whole blessing to me this year, and I thank God so much for you. Blessings. Hi, everybody from Daily Audio Bible C. This is Scott Campbell. I'd like to wish everybody from Daily Audio Bible C, even Jill and Chyna and Brian Hartman, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and Happy Birthday, Jesus. I'm glad it's Christmas.